to the next level, you know, and uh, there we go. So there we go. I decided that we would have a conversation on. Well, this is the first time, so it'll be on a regular basis if we like what we go with. But I think we will because we like each other. And, uh, you know, that's that's we think other people might like us, too. So we're uh, we're going to hang out together, have some coffee. We have no idea what we're going to talk about because we the only thing we planned is to bring coffee. And believe me, it was hard to get up at 6 a.m. when I went to bed when I did. Um, but I've got my favorite coffee cup. It's United States Navy. Oh, hurrah. I have my favorite one too. This was given to me by my son who is in the Navy hmm. and, uh, he's stationed on the USS. Well, am I even allowed to say? Yeah, yeah probably. I'm just going to keep that quiet because yeah, that's, yeah. that's how he'd like it. That's how he'd like it. You know, um, Let's just say he does work on a big ship. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. It's more, yeah. He does very complicated work on a big ship. I'm real proud of my son. He he did the work uh, right out of high school. He went in and uh, he's what they call a Navy nuke, EM, nuclear EM. So he figures out what happens with the electricity after it gets generated. Uh, you know, the craziest thing about it, Carl, a lot of people don't even know that I went to like the same type of school, but it's for like broadcasting and journalism. <laughs> it's like, what? Well, you know, um, it, it was intense. A lot of people washed out. Um, yeah. he, my son is gifted that when he reads something, he remembers it particularly well. And it's, it's interesting because when he was younger, he had a real problem with reading, but then once once it clicked and he got it, then like his reading shot up and now he really likes to read, you know, um, but Carl, I think I experienced the exact same thing on my side. I used to stutter. Used to stutter. Okay. And I had to take speech therapy school and I was, I was, uh, my dad was labeled special education. So I like had a lot of labels coming out the gate, bro. Yes. Uh, Jake, both of my boys had, um, speech therapy when they were young um they struggled with certain words and sounds both sound fine now but you know they grew out of that but you know they both went to a lovely speech therapist who um loved on them and taught them how to say certain words the right way yeah. she uh bless her heart she's a sweet woman uh, we, were, we were blessed to have a great spe speech therapist oh my god you know what that is <laughs> There, that was, instead of a mic drop, that was a bell ring. Shout out to her. Because again, yeah. that was my problem. And even when I went to college, uh, I had to take another test because they didn't think that I could learn like another foreign language. And I, 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 I wound up taking six years of German, but it was like the whole process. I'm like, am I, am I dumb? Like, am I smart? Like, what's going on? I didn't know how to respond to that. Nobody could help me out. And at least you stuck with it. And we're just like, yo, we're going to figure this out. And I don't even know how I did. So when people say, hey, you speak so perfectly, I'm like, I was the guy who went to, to, the, to the speech therapy classes. And even sometimes when I get super excited, you can hear me stuttering. I can see that, you know. Yeah. Um, it, you know, one thing it teaches you is uh, one of my favorite comments about stuttering is uh 
I saw a speaker and he goes, yes, the good thing about me speaking is everybody hears what I have to say at least three times before I've said it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I never see that's a positive way. I never thought of it that way until now. I mean, positive. <laughs> you know, he, I'm so and, powerful. I have to say it nice and say it twice. I mean, hey. Yeah, he, and this guy was very funny. He was, uh, he, he was a speaker. I've been blessed to see a lot of good speakers over the years. And, and, you know, I remember, I remember him, um, you know, like you remember the speakers that are different. You don't remember the ones that are just like everybody else or just like you, you remember the ones that are different, you know? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you think about marketing, which ones do you remember? Do you remember the ones that were just like everybody else? No, you remember ones that are different. And I think like, you know, like the Geico insurance company drives all of us nuts, but at the end of the day, they're making a lot of people laugh, you know, right. and their stuff, their stuff's different. Like, you know, like everybody's seen a Geico commercial they've laughed at just because it's bizarre, you know, like they always take something out of left field and kind of make it center and you know, I, I don't know how that makes for a better insurance company, but they do make people laugh and insurance isn't something that's typically thought of as funny, you know, hey. insurance usually turns people off the first, right. first time they hear insurance, you're like, forget about it. But when uh. the Geico commercial comes on, you're like, oh, what are they going to surprise me with today? <laughs> See, so I'm a recovering insurance guy. That's why I started moist marketing. <laughs> uh, see, so. You knew that to get to, to break through, you got to have that pattern interrupt, right? 100%. Like that's the, you know, I've studied enough marketing to know that like you got to get the pattern interrupt. If nobody's paying attention, you know, I'm scanning, I'm scanning, I'm scanning. And then all of a sudden, wait a minute, that looks bizarre. What the heck's that? Right. I captured your attention. That's all I'm, You know, I'm, and then all of a sudden I'm like, it's like the whoa ho what wait a minute slow down let me see this thing you know it's like an accident on the highway nobody ever goes past past those you know because it's different it's a pattern interrupt and you know they cause traffic jams and backups so we kind of like that stuff you know yeah traffic jam traffic jams are really good when you're a marketer you know like they're really good oh there's so much traffic i can't keep my website up hey, Carl, you know, that's Carl, kind Carl, of problem Carl, people really Carl, 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 hold up how dare you give us those morsels of nutrition those big dank bars of genius right there how dare you do that what you gave us a buffet right there bro now everybody can eat off of that <laughs> you know I'm all about feeding the people what they need man mm. And you I'm launching that with my boy too. What you need TV. That's that's exactly what, what I you need TV. I like see? that. That's what I'm saying. We got some dope what stuff coming through. See, so. easy. I told you, bro. It's hitting. Carl, it's gonna Carl, happen. Carl. Like we kind of, we had we had a sense a sense that this might work. You know. <laughs> we had to wait till the systems were set up. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, the world wasn't ready for you and I until today. Yeah. They ain't gonna know the mark this, mark this day. It says right here three, three, twenty seven. Seven is like all the fingers on one hand and a peace sign. Yep. That's seven. Three twenty seven, two 
022. So that's a whole lot of peace signs flashing. Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) So we're bringing this piece together. We're piecing this thing together. We're piecing it together. Like we're bringing, we're bringing the magic to this field of energy called the internet live zoom 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 you know how many people listen to zoom 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 over the last two years where they're stuck in some boring school and the teacher the teachers well today class we're going to learn what two plus two is the way that i want you to understand it is just going to equal four but we're Freddie and Carl, so we're like two and two is peace. Peace coming together, baby. That's us. You know, peace. We come in peace. Peace, 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 peace. So, you know, hey, teacher didn't hood, say, man, 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 how man. much is, you know, teacher didn't say, if you have one peace sign, another peace sign, how much peace is there in the world? Well, there's enough for everybody. That'd be four. So now you got your answer memorized. Boom. So it ain't live, it's memorex up in my head. Because again, man, those people got those tapes and that's what we got to do. We got to defrag that hard drive, you know? Well, yeah, and there's a lot of viruses running around in people's minds today too. Oh, bro, hold on for a second. I got, look, dude, hold on. You said something, you hit the nail on the head. All right, well, it's all up to me to entertain you now because he took off. No, bro, here it is. <laughs> look, 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 look. I, fa- I, I, got read, I read this book back in 2007 or eight. Oh, that's a really good one. You know, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying, bro. I got I got another one. Hang on, hold on, hold on. Now that we're pulling. Oh, yo, we have, a, we have a book battle up in here. <laughs> well, you know, um, we're all getting out the crates. <laughs> Carl's going through the crates. Hey, what year are you taking me back, man? I went 2007. I don't know if it, I think, you know, uh, one of the last books said Bernie Dorman, the great, the great late supermarketer Bernie Dorman uh, wrote was uh, about mind viruses, you know, and uh, healing our world. Like guy, guy was dope, right? Did you know Bernie? Yeah, well, I shared a stage with him and shout out to Eric Zuli because, uh, you know, me and him, we've been rocking together for a long time. Okay. And, uh, and he's one of the super connectors of my background. And he put me on stage with Bernie. We, we started talking and became friends, man. Well, that would be Bernie because I don't think Bernie ever met any normal human being that didn't <laughs> want to be his friend because that's Bernie. Yeah, um, good dude. You know, like he, he had a heart of gold for helping people. And uh you know, his uh, CEO space was his thing, you know, and uh, yeah, Bernie was pretty amazing in many ways. And uh, I think he could sell, you know, ice cubes to Eskimos, you know, he's one of those guys that just would have quite the story about the Eskimos, you know, and how they needed ice. And, you know, he'd make sure that they had it. And, uh, you know, but just just a head of heart for helping people. And I, I think, uh, I was definitely blessed to to meet him. I got I met Bernie around uh, 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Bernie passed. Uh, he was one of the uh, people that 
you know, didn't make it through COVID, unfortunately, you know, um, he, he was in the high risk category and it got him. It sucks. We lost a good one there. Yeah. And, and easy, easy was like, yeah, easy. Yeah. Bernie touched a lot of people. He says, Bernie was my mentor and very, very close friend. Rest in peace, Bernie, Fred, you need to show. Yeah. So yeah, basically he's going to, he, he was, that, that's, that's what I'm partnering with on this journey because it's just like, I've known easy. He's a good, he's a good dude. He's a sweetheart. And um, he's been like us, just fighting for what's right and just trying to help people a lot and just doing people to solid when you need them, man. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't mind publicly, just even on and off camera, like that's my dude, you know, for real. Yeah. Oh, he was real. You know, like uh, Bernie was a good, good Christian man, uh, loved uh, people, you know, really loved people. And sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes that gets the better you in one way or another. I Maybe we could talk little bit about like fear and what people you know bernie would talk about fear storms you know mm. if, if you if something was like something came up where it was hard to deal with something he, he would talk about people you know taking on their fear storm you know like you you like like i you 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 know most people when they go on a big stage they have a little bit of a fear storm in some way shape or form you know like i've i used to be tremendously afraid of public speaking i wanted to do it but i was always afraid and there was like this fear that came up that you know i wouldn't be enough or i wouldn't be you know um i'd make an embarrassment out of myself or something like that and um you know so that's like a fear storm you know and uh, that all changed for me though when i realized that if i'm speaking and i can help somebody and if there's just one person going to get the one thing they need when they're with me, then it's my duty to bring my best to those people. And that does not involve fear, you know, um, that does wow. not involve fear. Like that's what you want to bring is the best you got for people so that you don't, if you're concerned about helping others, you're not concerned about your own insecurities. You're just going to step up to the plate. You know, if there's a bear attacking your family, you're going to let the bear attack your family. Or you're going to grab the biggest stick and go at it. You know, it's like, get out of here, bear. You, you know? you're, you're hitting something interesting on the head, though, bro. And it's what I'm hearing is your certainty. Like, how are you so certain? Like, that's the answer, because you're very matter of fact about it. And I want to catch that. Why are you so certain? Um you know, there's a faith that builds up in life if you keep on a faithful path, you know, and um, this is something young people don't really get a lot. Like people been around the block a few times are like, you know, keep the faith. This is the right way to go. Um, young people struggle in their faith because they haven't had good role models ahead of them a lot of times. You know, we live in a culture that values things that aren't like, um, deeply important you know there's a lot of superficial importance in a, in the world around us and the things that are deeply important get ignored because the superficial is what gets looked at because let's face it we live in a world that like we were talking about pattern interrupts earlier yeah. world's really really good at giving you pattern interrupts and satan would like you to have some pattern interrupts too you know mm -hmm. like like the spiritual warfare battle is real and if you don't think it's real I got news for you. It is, you know, like there's somebody wants to take you away from a relationship with what 
mentors, you know, number one, the, your creator, you know, the one that puts you together, the one that designed you, you know, like that to me is real. And that is where your reality comes from is, you know, everything you see here on earth was given to us. Everything that you have mentally, physically is a blessing. Uh, you sometimes don't know it. I don't know it, but it's to each of us to use those blessings we have to bless other people, make their time here better, make them understand what's around us better. So I think it, it's spiritual uh, awareness and growth that gives you inner confidence. I don't think it comes from another place. You could, you could be excited about certain things, but when it comes to like the root cause, I'm going to say it's your spirituality that gives you confidence because when God puts something upon your heart and he gives you a dream that's your dream, like you're going to share that with the world because it's what's meant to be. You don't let something stop you from doing what you want to do when what you want to do is what God wants you to do, you know? And you, when you know that, then God puts it on your heart. It comes, it, it comes from, from the core, you know, it doesn't get deeper than what God puts on your heart. God gives each of us dreams and he gives each of us inspiration. He gives each of us um, the tools that we need to help other people. And, um, and he gives us, he gives a, God provides, you know, he talks about, you know, providing for the sparrows in the, in the, in the bush, right? Like not one of, not one of his creatures goes hungry, right? They, those birds don't wake up knowing where their food is. They just know that God's provided an abundance for them. And, and he says, how much greater are we than the birds? You know, like, like he's, he's provided for us. So it's, it's important. It's important to share that message with people so that, um, you know, they, they, lead their life on the right path part of us being provided for is that we provide for others you know jesus at the end is you know there's going to be people that he's going to say i knew you not you know you, you talked my name but i knew you not why did he not know you because he says as you treat the least among me so you have treated me you know and he says the greatest law is love the god your father with all your heart and all your mind with all your soul and to love your brother as you love yourself or love your neighbor as yourself. Well, who's your neighbor? Your neighbors are people on the internet right now with us. It's your people that are your physical neighbors. It's your people that you're driving with on the highway. Did you speed past them? Like they didn't matter. Or were you cool? You know, is your neighbor the person that broke down and nobody stopped for, but you know, like God put it upon your heart to stop and help them, you know, like, all those people are your neighbors, you know, your neighbors are the people that come in to meet you. That's a neighbor, you know, and we're supposed to love those people just like we love ourselves. So would you feed yourself breakfast? Well, you would. If you see somebody that's your neighbor and they're hungry, did, would you feed them? Well, when's the last time you fed somebody that needed it? When's the last time you put, a, put some clothes on somebody's back? When's the last time you put your hand on somebody's shoulder you know christ was going to the cross and disciples tell him oh don't stop for those two blind people they're busy all they're doing is screaming and they screamed louder when he came by and what did jesus do did he walk by him no he stopped and he realized that the life that they had was precious it was precious to them they'd never seen they were both blind 
And they said, please stop. What do you want? Yes. And he said, what do you want? He said, I want to see. And he touched them and they were healed. He put his hand upon their shoulder, you know, and that's what we need to do is be like the light that, you know, with, in darkness, nobody can see, right? You go into a cave, it's completely dark. It's desolate, you know, like you don't see. If you've ever been in a, in a big cave and had a chance to go under the earth, it's a darkness that's so absolute. Your, your, your wristwatch with a little, you know, will, will glow and light the whole place up. It's that dark, you know, and, uh, but the, the dark can't survive the light, right? The light, you know, when light shines, the darkness has no place, you know, around light. Like you want to be light to the world and let your light shine and let your light, um, let, let your light be a blessing to other people. That's, that's what it is. So that's, to me, fear is like darkness. The light is like bringing the light to the people that need the, the light. Like nobody stubs their toe when it's light, you know, like you get up and it's dark and you know, you stub your toe pretty easy, right? If you miss that, if you miss the, the door jam and get your toe right into it, you know, that's the darkness. Like you turn the light on and then you don't, you don't hit those things because, you know, it reflects, like it, it warns you. It's safe. The light, light is, light's where we all want to be, you know, but Satan's real and he pulls us from that and points us in directions we shouldn't go and takes us places we shouldn't go so you know we're all we're all told to keep watch well why do you need to keep watch you need to keep watch because the struggle's real the battle's real we want to keep watch because it matters you know if we aren't on track with where we are supposed to be you know we'll be doing things we shouldn't be doing you know, and God wants us to be with him, ready to go. He, you know, he wants to take us with him in relationship. And when we do things we shouldn't do, we break that relationship. And it's all about deeper relationship, you know, that we want to be loving towards one another, you know, as we've been commanded to do. Like that's honoring your father and your mother. That's honoring God is the number one thing, right? To honor, right? So. I think that's where you, you know, when you're truly honoring, you know, what you were put here for, then that's, um, that's the deeper strength is to walk, walk without fear. You know, do I walk through the valley of darkness and the shadow of death? I was not afraid, you know, knowing that God can win your battles. We don't have to win our battles. If God's, if God's, if God's with us and no one can be against us, you know? So you know, I got to talk about the other side of the data now. Good. Go with it. Let me hear your story about this. <laughs> you yapping. Like I, you're like the master <laughs> communicator. You get the, get the, you know, you get me talking and, you know, I open up. Hey, that's why, that's why we're here, bro. It's all about flow. Yeah. But you, you, you know, you like, like that, that conversation's real to me. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's where the strength comes from. You asked about, you know, where do you get that? inner confidence from it's from knowing that god has plans for me god has plans for every single person listening to us right now you know god has plans for the god has plans for you he gave you something upon your heart and he wants you to 
understand that the world needs what you got. Yeah. I believe that. And I receive that. And I accept that. So we have, in my mind, 8 billion people who are potentially going to see this. So that's why I was bringing that up. I'm like, and, and whether you're saying, and again, I'm not going to mince your words because your words are powerful. So this is how we're showing them in real time, how to honor people's space and at the exact same time, receive new information. And we create like a Switzerland type effect in metaphorically speaking, where we're like neutral, we can have a real safe space to have conversations in. Yeah. I, yeah. That's just, that's a form of uh, honor and respect as well. You know, yeah. um, you know, and I'm, you know, going back to Bernie, our friend Bernie, who we mentioned is talked about cooperation and uh, you know, when, when you come together in co cooperation, that's a, you know, that that's a loving form of communication. You know, you don't let, if you're cooperating with something, somebody, you look at how can I help them? How can I get them out of this situation that they're in? Sometimes cooperation is listening. Sometimes it's being the one that's, you know, doing the talking, you know, that that's uh, the cooperative spirit is to want what's best for the other. And that's that second law that Jesus laid down. You know, it's like love your brothers, you love yourself. Well, that's that's deeper cooperation, right? If I love you and you love me, we cooperate to make sure each of our needs are met. If you have what I don't have and I have what you don't have, then we share and we come together. And you know, now we're one. We're one. You know, mm -hmm. one. God wants His children to play nice together. But I gotta throw some shit in the game. Good, throw what you got. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> right, it I, I got, I gotta do it. Whip I'm, it good. Whip it uh, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm jumping all in. Okay, because... I want to hear it. Want to hear it? <laughs> no, let me okay. hear it. Bring okay. the love. Okay, I am, I am. I promise you. <laughs> this is the part where that that little thing called currency comes into exchange. So how do we? Do you? That's the that's the rub right there. Because okay. <laughs> Because cooperation in its purest sense, and I'm not sitting here saying that I don't like money because I am an excellent receiver. Y'all can, I got all my link tree stuff right now. Just buy all my stuff and buy all his stuff, right? Because yeah. I am here to sell, period. Good, the, good. The, because, because I dare mm -hmm. people to check out our stuff and see that it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So I dare people. <laughs> you know what? You have to yeah. stand upon rock you know like yeah. what you know when you're making your pitch you gotta have a solid foundation and you you believe in what you're selling and other people should believe you if you don't believe you then nobody gonna believe you you know you gotta believe you before anybody else gonna believe you so yeah don't be spreading no bs be spreading the truth yeah and fred nobody brings it like freddie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, 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 peace. <laughs> That's how we do it, though, man. And again, I got to remind them, they really got to check out this book. It's a dope book. Um, um, I'm Hold that book up again. There he goes. Yeah, this is uh, Virus, oh, of, Virus of the Virus Mind. Virus of the Mind. Yep. New site. Yeah, by Rich, by yeah, Richard, Richard Brody. Brody. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, all right. I'm gonna flip the light on. Give me a sec here. <laughs> you know, collect your thoughts about that. Actually, oh, yeah. start talking to that. Oh one. yeah. Well, I, I can definitely tell tell you this. This book right here was. I'm, I'm here. I'm just. Not, yeah, you know. yeah. This, this this book is like so far ahead of its time. You have no idea. I'm probably gonna say since 2007 or eight was on my radar. Yeah, it's been about 20 plus years, and, right. and, and we and it takes one generation. What? What? <laughs> the cover. Oh, there it is. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. You, we look at that. hold up that book. Hold that that book so that people wow. can see. All right. Were they onto something? Uh I think the FBI calls that a clue, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mind pollution. The first pollutant. Competition wow. in all forms is the great lie. Okay, wow. so one of the main mind viruses that Bernie talks about is from your friend that wrote that book. What's the, the name of the book that you... Uh, Virus of the there? Mind. Virus of the Mind. Virus of the Mind by Mr. Brody, right? Yep. Yeah, by Richard Brody. And this is by Bernie Dorman. And uh, all right, so we're going to do a test here <laughs> and um i want you to open up that book and quote it to whatever page pops up okay quote to whatever page pops up whatever page pops up whatever okay. your finger points yep old green new world it's on page 82 i just i just flipped to it okay and, and read to us what it says there all right so that one says mimetics is not the only scientific idea that isn't widely known mimetics. yeah mimetics yeah because yeah, no like it's not widely known, you got to explain what medics is to the folks out there now. So we got some context. Yeah, well, every and that's a good point. Everybody's familiar with memes, so there is a science behind the memes, and <laughs> you know it's it's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, because when you know the game, you know a tactic known as a tactic blown. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm gonna open up Bernie's book here. This is so fun. I will, you and, know, uh, <laughs> who knew? <laughs> and, and Bernie says here in his book, the risk from non-venturing, discouraging entrepreneur development to tax-based decline economic instability is sufficiently large so as to seek government mandates to reduce the social services risk by passing urgent entrepreneur laws. Social risk can be reduced by tax benefited planners when entrepreneurs can apply at will via instant access to acquire better mentors, better plans featuring improved execution teams and the development of risk capital. The, the rule when passing laws such as America's Job Act of 2012, our teams work so diligently upon in the US Capitol is to take care to remove all barriers to entry such that dreamers can actually start up their industry. Yeah. Mm. So. Wow. Yeah, that's what we, so that's what like wisdom was shared for people out of the two books, but they both got a brain on them being injected with uh, what I'm assuming is, uh, see now your book shows that the, 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 the stuff in there has already been put in or, and yours is loaded with like, 
CNN and other stuff. And then it <laughs> I'm not mentioning no names. <laughs> it's printed with other stuff. And this hey, is kind of pink my, and pure. My, my job as a journalist, sir, was to just tell the news. I am however people interpret that. There you go. <laughs> there it is. But look at the cover of these two books. Is that yeah. shocking? Yeah. That's like, incredible. Yeah. So we both picked up a book. Like we you paid for that book. I paid for that book. I know we're yep. free. Yeah. Um, but this one right here, and it, ironically, I mean it's from Hay House. So you know it, you know it's pretty good. Yeah. And, I have no idea. And shout out to them. And yeah, so that was uh, and this page is this is 250 pages, including the uh, index. This is a monster thick book. Yeah, so it's 500, it's almost 600 pages. Yeah, this book is uh 587 pages. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um he says to Warren, I'm reading on the last page, it says to Warren Buffett and Bill Gates for tireless class warfare to bring charitable gifting back to economic redistribution at top of the money pile. Facing all odds, the virus of competition breeds. Still, you're doing the virus removal work of a century. Pay it forward, boys. Okay, so he's congratulating them for uh, what they did, I think, with you know taking their fortunes and you know turning it back to blessing people. Whoa. Um, yeah, he's got so many thank yous in here. Uh, you know, to Tony Robbins for cutting the ribbons on a super teaching in the University of Alabama for rewriting the software for the world. Wow. One of Bernie's plans uh, was to teach people better and use a, a process called super teaching. I'll explain more about that later. But to Mark Moorhead of MSA for keeping super teaching software at the cutting edge for learners of the world. So the principle um, behind super teaching is that the more ways that you learn something and the more at peace you can put your mind while you're learning it, the deeper you'll retain what you've learned. Ooh. So um, if you want to retain something deeply, have it hit your neurons from different directions, you know, um, if you're gonna slap the dookie out of somebody, you don't just give them a jab, you give them a jab, you slap them upside the head, you slap them up from the bottom, the top, the big, you know, the big wrap around the whole- Leave it, leave it, leave it. You know, like they're gonna remember that they met you if you hit them on multiple sides of the head at once, right? It's the same thing with your neurons in your brain. They gotta be fired at from different directions and um, order to get the full message more uh, long lasting is you got to go deeper to uh to that you know but the neurons have to fire there's two ways you remember something it's the intensity of the memory or the um the multiplication of the memory right that's what lays down the neural pathways in these noggins of ours right so um in order to remember it you got to really want to remember it to bring the intensity up or if it was really strong, you're gonna remember it. Like we don't forget pain because it hurt. It's a strong pathway got built. Mm. Oh, won't do that again. Brain says, remember that one. That's bad. You know, it interprets it that way. Wow. Lays down a strong track, you're never gonna forget it. Like you don't you don't forget the pain, but also, you know, if something comes core to you, then you know, you visit it again and again and again, and you don't forget that core stuff either. You know, you forget the stuff like the brain wants, the brain has a sorting mechanism. It wants to get rid of everything that's garbage and wants to keep the good stuff. And 
the world's out there trying to teach you a lot of garbage is good stuff and feed you crap and filth and junk. And, you know, it's up to you to use your processing powers to determine the junk from the good stuff. You know, the, the covers of those two books are like knowing what's real and what's not real, like get rid of the virus, yep. you know, know, know what's legit, you know, um, Jesus talks about, you know, one of the last things he said to the disciples before he left was uh, beware of deception, you know, many, you know, he, and he tells them that, you know, there will be many deceivers, many will come in my name that won't even, you know, be about me, it'll be false, you know, antichrist types, you know, like there'll be people that are going to say, but not be, you want to find the ones that are going to, you know, say and be. So. so, okay, so that's an interesting point you're making up and that you're making right there. And what I want to dovetail that with is, again, like the other side of the data where how's that been working for us now in life? Because here, here's what I'm seeing. I took a shortcut from the, the, the competitive lane. Like a lot of people who know my background know that I've been trained at a super high level. I've always played at a super high level. And even I'm starting to, to bump into these, what they call gurus online. I'm like, guys, I don't know you. Like, <laughs> it's just, you know, so, so what, what I'm saying is just that, do, are you seeing a transition from the competitive model more to the collaborative model? And that's the first question. And then the second question is, how does that go into a cooperative economics model? Because that's what I'm seeing is the new trend. Um, I, 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 I don't. I think it is a trend and the reason it's a trend is because what wins survives and what wins is cooperation you know like right now the world's struggling with somebody that doesn't want to be cooperative well, i don't know who that is i'm not gonna mention them but bombs are going off over people's houses because they ain't cooperating and they speak the both they both speak the same language you know it'd be like me it'd be like one of your sons picking on the other one you know yeah yeah brothers beat the hell out of each other right you know like that's what brothers do brothers have been having fights since you know Cain killed abel right you know but god would have those two brothers love each other you know if if he was hungry he'd feed them you know like you wouldn't try to take advantage of them you know like we're to be loving towards one another um i don't think i answered your question good did i it's okay. We took the shotgun effect. What you did was you created the landscape. Now just go a little bit deeper in that thought. Like, what do you mean yeah. by that? That's all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, right now we just need people to love each other, you know, more than they do. Um, so yeah, getting back to the co is cooperation a trend? Yeah. And, and, and more hundred percent, it's a trend. Okay. Cool. Know, and cooperative because, economics. Cause I don't think a lot of people know what cooperative economics. Yeah. So when we think of cooperative economics, you know, um, we need a system that's going to take care of people. Right. You know, if, if, you know, cooperative capitalism, well, when does the money flow? It's when you have something to sell and I can't, and you provide me with value with what you're selling so that I want to buy it right when you when you've made the equation fit to me then we then we change funds and then the exchange has been made you've provided you have created a value 
you've provided a value, then I provide the exchange. And then I have your value and you have, you know, what, what, you know, what I valued you, you now have, and you can value somebody else with it. You know, the, the money moves when the exchange takes place. So uh, that's the cooperation matrix is everybody uses the same or different, you know, when we agree on a currency, whether it's, you know, FRNs or if it's, uh, you know, Bitcoin or, you know, like whatever the currency is, we agree upon that. We make our exchange in that medium, you know, it's easier than tra trading chickens, you know. Right. And that's what I was going to say, yeah. too, because, you know, it, it, I played a lot of poker back in the day. And yeah. that's the thing I'll raise you a chicken and if you'll, <laughs> you know, raise me a cluck. Right. Yeah. And then I'm just like, well, cluck you, too. I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. and i bet yeah. the farm <laughs> yeah yeah i'm betting the farm and you know one of us is going to have eggs at the end of the day and one won't you know so that's you know that's the brutal truth you know it's you go true. all in you know it's like you didn't you didn't even keep your seed chickens you know you're going to need to do something at least if you got two chickens you don't have to eat them right away you can have to make more chickens you know chicken management but, shout out but, uh you know chicken management yeah if you go all in then you know you haven't kept your nest egg you know so uh hey so i, I have to give them a moist marketing commercial break if it's please the tip, do. if it's the tip it counts next the tip it counts yeah <laughs> let's go if it counts all right yeah so and that's and that's a big tip because again at the end of the day that's how we've been able to really you know yeah you know, yeah, you know, yeah i call that I, I kind of call that stair step marketing. Like your first step is your first step. And then your next step is your next step. It's kind of like climbing the rungs of a ladder. You got to get to the first one. Got to do things in sequence. You know, if you try to step on the fifth step from the ground, you're going to have to take a really high jump. You know, maybe if you're an elite athlete, you can get that jump and kind of go from ground to step five. But most people would hit the ladder and kind of not land properly because it's just a skinny little rung and they're going to fall and they're going to bruise their knees and they're going to bust some knuckles, you know, uh, it's going to hurt. Right. So save the pain. You go up one step at a time, you know, you don't just jump for the highest rung. You know, well, save, save some pain. So, you know, put things in order, you know, set your foundation, make sure that that ladder is planted where you want it to go that's most people's mistake is they don't even put the ladder on the right wall you know they're like well that's a shiny object up there let me go get that one they don't realize that you know the apple's not ripe yet you know they get up there and well this wasn't what i was supposed to have this thing's still kind of sour it's not ready it's not time for the harvest you know and enthusiastically going the wrong way oh yeah oh i got up that ladder so fast <laughs> i picked the apple <laughs> you know yep. it's tart you know yeah it's not meant for food yet you yep. know it has to has to bake in the sun for multiple you know for enough time right like you know i was young we used to go climb crab apple trees you know and the crab apple trees you know they were like a real tart apple and they were fun like to eat but you had to find a big one because that wasn't going to be quite as tart as the tiny ones you know yeah, you'd, you'd climb it and you'd look for the big ones because they were you knew they were going to be sweeter than the than the small tart ones. Wow, you just eloquently explained what I call in Thought Leader Academy the half second step back. The the half second the half step back. Yeah, 
-hmm. Yeah, because that's exactly right. It's it, and, and I've trained my clients as crawl, walk, run, marathon. And there could yeah. be steps in between. Uh, but to your point, if you can't master the micro, how are you going to master the macro? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like when I, I, I'm a martial art teacher and we start with the basics, we start with the blocks, we start with the punches, we start with the foundation. This is a down block. This is an out block. This is an in block. This is a, you know, this is a punch. This is a, you know, like we bring all the attacks out first and you don't start people sparring right away you get people killed or hurt you know like you gotta you gotta have your foundation first know your basics and then you move on to the next then you start to apply then you work, work to the applications then you work to the integration you know putting multiple attacks together putting multiple blocks together you know that way you're prepared if something comes at you you've got you've got you got what's needed yeah 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 so let's so let's tie that into this uh model right here because i want to i want people to understand clearly like what you just explained was a really operational mindset to have mm -hmm. doesn't matter whether it's in business and or life it, it just just go back and and replay this and watch the brilliance of a sequence and the pattern that he's talking about because when you get that experience and you start getting that cadence and you start getting that flow and you start getting that flywheel. Momentum is wonderful. Right. <laughs> so. Momentum's yeah. wonderful. Mm. I want to tell a story. I was <clears throat> headed down the street. I have a motorcycle. It's one of the hobbies that I've taken up in the last few years. And I'm going down the street. It's a busy, you know, 280 right through the center of San Jose here where I live. And I'm going down the street and there's a big box truck in front of me and i go to you know i go to change lanes and i'm and as soon as i get around the box truck right there in the middle of the two lanes is a big giant cardboard box covered with the wax the, the kind they ship you know heavy vegetables in you know and i i whack that thing with my motorcycle going at 80 miles an hour you mm. know yeah uh, yeah i shouldn't have been going where i didn't see you know number one for me it's like slow my ass down <laughs> but you know like i oh, see no, wait it. wait i've never known you to slow down for the record <laughs> well, yeah, i actually do hit the brakes in life sometimes keep me alive you know <laughs> you know but uh so i i literally have like a half second i do it the minorest of swerves because that's all you can do in a half second and i hear the whap bam and i'm still up you know one of the things you have in momentum is stability you know there's tremendous stability in the centrifugal force of those wheels that are turning on the motorcycle and not much gets in the way if you're going to hit it you know you're going to stay upright to a certain degree like that was one thing that taught me is like momentum you know, has a force and you just plow through what it is, bam. And, it, you know, the box exploded and I'm past the box and I'm still up. I'm like, all right, guess I'm just going to go to where I'm going. And I got there and made a mess of the motorcycle. It was all wax though. So it cleaned up good, but it sure made me real nervous for a while. Nothing was hurt on the bike from cardboard box, you know, yeah. that steel hitting it, you know, good Harley Davidson steel. You know, but uh, yeah, 
you didn't have the momentum, I mean, even a couple more miles, who knows? It could have got stuck in there and could have got. And well, you know, it could have been worse. Yeah. What if the box had bricks in it or something? You know, I don't know. I, I have no idea what that box was doing in the middle of busy freeway, but it was there and I wasn't ready for it. So shame on me. You know, as a, as a rider, it's up to me to have a out for every, I shouldn't be going places where I don't see. I shouldn't be going so fast that I don't have my exit strategy for wherever I'm at. At any time, I have to have my escape, you know, and I was in too much of a hurry, didn't have my escape because I didn't expect to need an escape there. You know, that's the, that's the thing when we, when we go too fast, we can get tripped up by, you know, the carelessness of our journey, right? Like, you go too fast down a ski slope. Uh, if you're if you're a beginner intermediate skier and you go for the black diamond slope, your knees might not like it, or your butt, or your head, or something. You know, like you're probably going to tumble. Some people make it down on black diamond their first try, but not usually. You know, like don't go for black diamond runs when you're a a green skier you know oh those are bars bro <laughs> you know, don't, just don't do it you know hey. like many people go down black diamonds but they're the people that have done black diamonds before you know they enjoy that but you're green skier don't be doing black diamonds you know get get yourself get yourself some green experience then you can you know go blue and black crawl walk run marathon yeah, there's a sequence, folks. Don't there it is. Don't break the laws of your sequence because the laws will broken laws cause pain and injury. You know, they're they're laws for a reason. Mm. They're and laws that's... for a reason. Like you set you set up the rules so that people don't get hurt, right? They they have a speed limit on that highway of 65, and I was breaking it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, like for sure. Slow me down 15 miles per hour. I get that other tenth of a second, maybe two tenths of a second. I miss the whole thing entirely, right? Yeah. You know, or I've got enough gap and I see, you know, I slow, I slowly go around it instead of zipping around it, you know. Mm. Yeah. Keep wow. you know, like if I'd have fallen, it'd been on me, not anybody else. It wouldn't be on the person that put the box there. Maybe it was the wind taking some homeless guys, you know, cart for a ride. I don't know. They got street there is lined with all kinds of homeless camps. So, you know, stuff's flying. I should have been ready for it, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, there's going to be garbage. There's people that live on the side of the road there, you know. This is California we live in today, you know. Yeah. So what do you think that difference is? And and here's and here's the reasons why I say that, because I'm from I'm from back east, I'm from Chester PA. And um, I've been out here, but I've traveled all around the world, just like you have. And and the thing about it is, California is unique. It's at, it's actually it's like the seventh world, seventh largest GDP. Yeah. So a lot of people doing work out here. Yeah. yeah. So so in your in your humble opinion, how does that affect like cooperative economics competition? Because certain parts, certain pockets of whether it's cultures, societies, zip codes, anything that's status driven, like people like the, the draw for me to California was just my own personal pain, but also the fact that it was super progressive and I knew I needed this kind of environment for me to do something different. So, but now the world is connected. You, you see what I'm saying? So now there's this cognitive dissonance 
what's quote unquote right, what's quote unquote wrong. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're, what, what kind of code do you think, that's a probably a better question. What's, what kind of code do you think people should follow to like just get these basics in place that we talked about today? I think, you know, we have to have the right code for us, right? So, you know, like if you if you make code, you know, like, and I'm going to violate it, it's at my own risk, right? If, if you have a code in your life, like I tolerate this, I don't tolerate this, you know, I, this is my boundary. I allow this, I don't allow this, you know, you're going to have what you allow in your boundary, right? Like we've, we have homelessness, you know, rampant homelessness in California. Um, you know, you're down there near LA. I'm up here, you know, in the San Francisco Bay Area. And, you know, we have sanctuary cities. So even if they find somebody that doesn't belong here, they don't like get rid of them and bring them, you know, to where they came from, you know, by getting here illegally. That's just, that's a principle and it has consequences. Um, you know, like, the code in California is well, we're a sanctuary city. We we love people, but um, you know we create an environment that's enticing for these people. Living on that road, you know, on the side of that road or whatever, is better than what anything else that they have. So, okay. what are your thoughts on that, though? Is that is that yeah, so? They want they're living on the side of the road and they're homeless, and this might seem cold hearted, but that's the reality that they've created in their life and the decisions that they made brought them up to that point. Now, almost always, and I'm not saying it is always, but it's a relationship problem. If you were homeless or I was homeless. Well, I've been homeless. So I get it. Yeah. But it's almost always tied to the relationship issues. If you were homeless, you probably have people you could call and say, Hey, can I stay with you? I'm homeless right now. And you'd probably have a place to stay. You, I'm, I could make any number of phone calls. Pretty sure I could have my family housed in no time at all. Yeah. Pretty sure. Because I get along with people and I cooperate and I have a network of people that care about me. The people that are on the side of that road don't have people that care about them. They don't have people that respect them. They don't have people that they're respectful to. And it's almost always a, a, the, the social cost is we have people that are, you know, seen as rejects, right? Well, they don't have relationships, you know, they're struggling to survive in their relationships. Therefore, they're struggling to survive in our society, you know, and mm -hmm. the bottom line is that it's a relationship problem, like their heart their hearts need mending, you know, like they're stuck and they're in trouble and they don't have a way out. And this is to them, the safest, best place to be is on the side of that road, you know, in their little shanty tent or whatever, you know, like, unfortunately it's brutal. It's brutal. You know, like you ask them if they really want to be there. No, I'm pretty sure they'd rather be someplace nicer, but a lot of them it's like, you know what? I'm free tells me what to do here. I got my deal going on, you know, like I got my methods to this madness, you know, and fortunately 
in California here, it's not like where you came from in Philadelphia or me in Chicago, you know, there's no homeless problem in Chicago in the wintertime because it's sub-zero temps. And unless you're, you know, outfitted like Edmund Hillary going to the, you know, top of Nepal's mountain, you know, you're, uh, you're not going to survive that winter very well, you know, and believe me, the homeless people don't have that good gear, you know. Yeah, they, they don't have those, you know, spacesuits that protect them from that. So naturally, people want to come to a warmer climate, you know, the southern, the southern areas or, you know, the West Coast here where it's, you know, where you're not going to freeze to death in the wintertime, you know. Yeah, I want to go back to something you said earlier, because I, I know with me, it was the third option. And here's what I mean by that. Yeah, there's more options. Well, for me, it was more of a knowing problem versus a doing problem. I didn't have the information legit. So, okay. so you for, know, you, for you, it wasn't about doing, you weren't afraid of the work. It was no. just, you didn't know which, you didn't, you know, you, you were happy to climb a ladder. You just didn't know which, Yeah. where do I put this ladder? I have no idea where the food is. I have no idea where the, I don't, I have no idea where the, you know, where the ripe apples are, you know, like we talked about apples earlier. It's like, you'd you'd put it against anything that looked good right you know yeah i mean and and, and look i i want to i literally had to take a shortcut to get the right answers i took a shortcut all the way to the top of the planet <laughs> short of nasa <laughs> you know and and i got the answers and i've been working my way backwards okay that was my 26 so, year shortcut yeah you got put on a different path but i had to volunteer something though and, and but in exchange you, for you gave path, up you gave up your liberty and freedom for a period of time in order to be trained in the ways of, you know, the ways of the world, right? Like you signed on the dotted line, like you'll have my services. If you teach me this, you'll have my services. You know, my son did that. My daughter did that, you know, I got, you know, my daughter's in the army. She's studying to be a doctor, but, you know, she, she pledged that she would give years of service in order, you know, she's going to become a doctor, they're going to pay for it, she's going to give them years of service as a physician for the army, you know, like, that's, that's, you know, and, and she figures she'll come out ahead, you know, like, that's why she did it. And, you know, that's they, why I did it. It was, it was, a, it was a yeah. ROI, like none I've ever gotten before in my life. That's right. You got trained in methods. you now, did you have any clue you were going to do that before you joined the military or they just begged you? <laughs> I knew exactly what I wanted to do in exchange for that commitment. Because <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. I was talking, it's just so funny because Staff Sergeant Russell, it, like I literally walked into the room. Yeah, you were telling me you were, you know, you were mentioning like uh, the other day, you said you had like sales crews of people that were, yeah, door to door sales, bro. That's yeah, you had, you had, yeah, let's just say you had a like, like if you had to put these people in a room and it, you know, and it had something to do with survival, these were the people that were going to walk out <laughs> all day long, <laughs> right? Like, like you had a team make it up of, you know, survivors. You know, these weren't office, you know, these weren't the office cooler types. No, these were the survivors. Like they do what it takes to win. Yep. <laughs> You know, and uh, you had like crews of these people that you were handling. So when I guess when the military saw that, they're like, there's some kind of gift this guy's got because like we don't do that, you know, like he knows something we don't, you know, yeah. and 
you know, like you have a special way of relating with people and you bring that big smile and it, it negates whatever harm people had intended you, you know? It's like, <laughs> As I walk up, people are like, you're not the average Marine. I'm just like, I'm supposed to be, this is yeah. what I, this is how I've been trained, yeah, period. Yeah. And I haven't deviated from it. So yeah, that that's, that's to me though, again, going back to that big, and I'm going to call it for what it is. There was a huge disparity of information because I could not find it. I had got accepted to a U of Penn. I got accepted to uh, Villanova, Westchester, uh, Liberty University. I wanted to do cooking Johnson and Wales, but I, uh, but I ultimately started out at Loyola College and I, and I went there for international finance and I was a member of ISIC and all this other stuff. But then I stopped because I was just like, so is Loyola that is that in in uh, is Loyola College the one in uh, the Chicago area? So, yeah, yeah, there's four of them. So the okay. one I'm talking about now it's in Loyola University, but it was Loyola College when I went through. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And I came straight from Chester, and it was just like, you know, it was whiplash again. I was just like, <laughs> I, I I came in there with my cross colors and my high top fade and everything else, and just I, I had my hair was so long you could tie it to your nose and. I was that guy. I had my orange cross colors coming through. It's just like, yo. And they were like, <laughs> I'm like at a Jesuit school. They're like, <laughs> you're here. Why? <laughs> yeah. It, it's that culture thing. And yeah, it was, like, you... it was like a fart in church, bro. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I had a lot of cognitive dissonance coming through. Like I, I did. It was just always whiplash, always whiplash, always whiplash. In this lane right here, to me, there's unnecessary whiplash. That's my point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That part right there. Because it's like, there's no reasons people should be struggling to earn a simple basic income because they don't have the basic fundamental tools of, of like, this is how you do it. Like, period. Like, go do this. Go do that. I mean, that's what I was trained in the military to do. There yeah. was a cadence. There was a pattern. There was a flow. So yeah. we're going to reveal it because I'm tired. I'm done. I'm like, look. Look, a couple of days ago, I broke that formula problem agitation solution right across his neck. I'm like, that's broken. Let's go to the mm -hmm. next thing. <laughs> because there's a certain principle of a person that you have to be in order to identify true problems. You know, you've got to be built a certain way in order to say that that's a problem because there's a certain architecture that you have to think through to, to really break things down. And uh, Richard Nixon was a good example of that. You know, I went over to the library because um, not too far from where I live. And he, there's literally a, a decision-making sequence that he was using for some of the toughest problems in the world. It's right there. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I grew up in the Nixon era. You know, I remember President Nixon. I was, you know, in 1968, I was seven. You know, in 72, when he wasn't, you know, when, when he resigned, I would have been 11, you know. So I was a young boy. And I thought Richard Nixon was a pretty good president. You know, I liked, uh, you know, uh, I liked, you know, what he stood for. I, I remember the Watergate hearings and, you know, um, the way that, you know, that went down and stuff. And, you know, I didn't quite understand it all at that age, but I knew that I knew when he resigned, he resigned and he wasn't the president anymore. And then we had Jerry Ford. You know, Jerry Ford pardoned him when he came in, and that was that. You know, we were in a new era. You know, what was that time all about? Isn't that when they like, well, you know, like I think that that time was about the Vietnam War. You know, like that war was wicked bad. You know, like we, 
we had lost, you know, I think, you know, we'd lost a lot of men over there. And uh, the generation I grew up with, you know, was angry about war, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of people were, a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of lives were lost and a lot of people questioned whether or not we should be doing what we were doing over there. And um, yeah, I think, you know, every, I remember, you know, every night on the news, they tell you how many people we lost, you know, we lost 20 people today in, you know, some little town in, you know, Vietnam or whatever, like you'd hear, you'd hear the reports and, uh, you know, as a little kid, it was like, all right, well, I guess that's what it is. You know, you, you knew, you didn't know the people. So, you know, you didn't personally mourn for them, but you realized that this is pretty serious. You know, like it came into your living room each night, you know, the, the, you know, that they would tell you, they'd tell you that every night, you know, mm. it was, it was a period of time where a lot of people were questioning the way things were set up, you know, um, who allows this to happen? And, you, you know, you had the Henry Kissingers of the world that were doing what they did. And then you had, you know, um, you know, Kissinger was, uh, you know, in, uh, you know, he was, he was the secretary of state for, uh, for Nixon, but, uh, you know, it was just a troubling time. A lot of people are going through a lot of stuff, you know, music, the, the cultural revolution in the sixties, you know, created what we had in the seventies, you know, kind of burped into the eighties and bebopped into the nineties and, and, came into the 2000s and people were kind of doing their own thing you know and now you know we haven't seen really pretty bloody wars for a while now now in the last month we got one and the world hasn't really seen a bloody war with you know internet media being what it is you know so we're we're finding out that bloody wars don't work you know yeah so personal you know the public opinion right now is i would say nine or 10 to one against, you know, the Russian invasion, you know, at, at least, you know, I don't know anybody that's, you know, in support of it, really, you know, mm. see, it's been framed as one side is the aggressor, one side is, you know, being attacked, you know, ir irrationally. So from that standpoint, I don't know anybody that supports it, you know, mm. I'm sure there's people in Russia that support it you know, because they've only heard one side, you know, there's probably, you know, why did it happen? Well, I think Russia was fearful that they'd have, you know, uh, a force right on their borders that was friendly with the West and they weren't ready for that kind of acceptance. You know, they weren't ready to accept that, you know, mm. so they took their large military and attacked. Mm. I don't think they expected the worldwide condemnation for that though. Mm. I really don't. And I'm, still really shocked about that situation because of the you know it's a civil war to a certain degree like there can't be you know i would think every russian family knows somebody in ukraine they speak the same language you know it's, it'd be like it'd be like california fighting with you know colorado or something you know mm. california is way bigger than colorado but i know people that live in colorado and people in colorado know people that live in california and sometimes they got the same surname, you know, like, I'm gonna fight you. Because you're in Colorado, and I'm here. And like, 
you know, I, I, I just don't like that fighting. Yeah, you know, I don't know if anybody does like fighting. I don't think you're going to find anybody. I'm in favor of war, you know, but I, I do know a lot of people are like, if you try to attack me, all kind of bad things going to happen to you. You know what I mean? I know I a do. lot of people feel like that. You try to attack me, all kind of bad is going to happen to you. And I got that feeling. Yes. So I guess me, I'm going to I'm going to defend. Right. So. You know? Again, let me be the other side of the data, smiling. Go, go to it, you know. Because you know, I've been out there. I get it. It's it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's not necessary. Okay, so it's just yeah. like to me. Again, I I I have intentionally tuned everything out this year because when I first got off those airplanes, traveling and facilitating at a super high level, I said, "I'm gonna show y'all everything," <laughs> and I did in this mm -hmm. room right here two years ago. Okay, this room two years ago, this is all we talked about. My my new room collective, if once we start distributing it out. Okay. Yeah. So, so your history is describing the hit the, the current history. Yeah. I, I just said, look, I, everything that's going on right now, I called to the T. And 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 then I almost got deplatformed. So I had to, you know, make amends. And the next thing you know. I'm rocking positively again, not only that, but, you know, and shout out for, you know, I had a dedicated marketing expert and all of this stuff, right? So I am proof positive that if if you flip a certain way of thinking, what's that? You're flipping, going a certain way. That's a green light, go. <laughs> you know, if, if, if you start flipping into, into a different way of thinking, it, what it allowed me to do was discover my own version of humanity. That's what happened. And then I learned how to mind my own business, <laughs> period. Because I don't care. I just want to live my life. I want to walk this earth, do what I have to do, and just touch people and help everybody out. That's how I think. I've always thought that way. I've never not thought that way. My boy, dude, who's also with the Moist Marketing crew, he'll tell you, like, there's not a time when we didn't even not know each other. It's just been that long that these connections I've had. So why is there so much disparity in the world? Why is there so much angst in the world? Like, like I, I, I played a cadence on my, 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 uh, my timeline the other day and everybody was like, yo, that's nostalgic. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm always a drum captain. I want somebody to return the cadence back to me. Like, let's go. Like we got this. <laughs> and then here you are the magical unicorn. Hold on. Here's, here's Carl. Hey, Fred, you know, I've been thinking, and here we are. Yeah, here we are. You know, blessings to you, my friend. Yeah, so I'm, I'm real super excited about what this turns into, because we ain't, we ain't planning. It's just happening, and, and I think... Yeah, we started the conversation not knowing where it would take us, but it yeah. took us where we were supposed to go. You know? 100%, 100%, and then people are going to want to, you know... Uh, contact me so I have everything set up for us so they can we can answer any questions that they have I will I, like I told you before I will facilitate that and fill that so um you know whatever else you want to say bro we can keep going I just wanted to say single-handedly this is a very important conversation to connect it with me completely differently because I've done a lot of growing too since the last time you saw me and one of the biggest things that I had to grow into was really uh and shout out to my boy Michael for for really coaching me up on this um I, I didn't, I thought everybody knew all, all the stuff that I did, bro. Oh, isn't it strange how we take our gifts for granted? Yeah. You know, um, 
<clears throat> yeah, and, like, and, and, and I want to apologize. I broke some eggs along the way. I wasn't, I wasn't you know, trying to do it. I had, you know, so my wife had surgery this week and, you know, I'm usually, I'm this hyperproductive guy that goes and does stuff, right? I'm, I'm a designer. I build things at work, you know, and, you know, so I drop her off and she's, you know, in surgery and she's at the hospital. There's nothing I can do. So I go home to work. Right. And, uh, you know, like usually my work just flows. I start and finish and in between is magic. Right. Well, the magic didn't play. Right. You know, when, when I got the stress of my wife under the knife, I had nothing, you know, like it just, I, I accomplished about five to 10% of what I would typically accomplish in that work session, right? Like it just, it was historically slow for me. And it was a, it was kind of a window into how lucky I really am. You know, like um, usually the work flows. I, I set my mind to a task and then I go about solving that task and it gets done. That's typically how it works, right? But when you're stressed and your mind's on something else and you're not focused, well, then that, that kind of breaks that cycle, right? Of, you know, like your, your mind isn't able to bring to bear, you know, like the processing engine isn't working when you're stressed. And I think that's, you know, we talked about homelessness earlier, right? And, big part of that is the processing engine isn't working the way it's supposed to you know like when you're in a stressful situation you know uh you're not thinking straight right like if you're in hand-to-hand -hand combat the first thing they teach you is to you know go for the eyes or go for some kind of a, a you know point where the person is only going to be able to think about that one thing i just got struck right in the nose you know like when you get smacked in the face, all you think about is your face. You forget about the fact that there's another attack coming and you need to be ready for it, right? No, like I got hit in the face. I need to recover from that before I do something else. And the advantage goes to the attacker that hit in the face because, well, you know, he knows it's going to cause a response, right? So bang, got hit in the face. Most people get hit in the face. They're not ready to block another punch. So they get hit in the face again. And then it's pretty, and then it's over pretty soon. You know, well, the key to not getting hit in the face is to be ready. But if you're not, if your engine, you know, like in between the, the ears isn't working right, then it's not protecting the body, right? Your mind protects the body. The body protects the mind. You short circuit, you're not, you're not using your faculties the way you need to, then, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not ready. You know, we're called to be ready. We gotta be ready. I wasn't ready. You know, like I wasn't ready for that feeling when my wife was in surgery, I wasn't ready. I thought I'd get stuff done. I was, I was mistaken. You know, I slept, I, I, I had a terrible headache that day. I was all stressed out. Next morning, she comes home. She's fine. She sleeps. I, I sleep. Next morning, I get up. I'm working fine again. But for that moment in time, like I wasn't there. It wasn't happening. Like my mind was not ready to do what I'm usually doing. Like I didn't have what I usually have, and it makes me appreciate what I usually have.
you know, like being able to bring, you know, my full mind into what I'm doing. I solve really hard problems. I like solving hard problems, you know, but when you got hard problems that distract you from the problem solving, you're not going to be solving those problems. And I think a lot of people are stuck in distraction and stuck. Uh, they're stuck. You know, I was stuck this week. I'll admit it. Be the first one to admit it. But it gave me a glimpse into the reality that other people are in, you know, like they don't, you can't get your thoughts together. If you, if you got stuff you're struggling with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and brother, thank you so much. Cause you already know you've always been in my prayers and just totally amazing. And, you know, I've been going through the same thing through on my side. So, um, you know, it's something about that heart of, of what you do. And I just, I just, I just admit it. It's just like, yes, this is painful. Yes this hurts oh yeah you know because she's my everything so it's just yeah, like, yeah you know i've been married you know close to, you know we'll be celebrating our 29th anniversary this year you know it's a lot of years together uh you know we, we've we've got four children you know that's uh yeah, yeah. that's beautiful yeah and I, 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 the only thing I have that's like that is my gold Buddha. It's been all around with me mm-hmm. right here. We got our little mementos around. <laughs> you and I got, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah we're, okay, we're going we're gonna to share mementos around here, bro. I think that's going to be super dope. And Oh, yeah? So yeah. grab something off your desk to show the people. All right, right now? Right here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, uh. I got a power supply. Look at this. <laughs> See, isn't this dope? Look, it's got a light on it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's so sleek. <laughs> it's a it's a jacky. It's a jacky. Yeah. You just plug in and charge wow. your phone off this thing. You know. It's wow. Pretty yeah. I got I got one more for you. <laughs> this was for my uh, my uh, my monitor for my puppers. Oh, okay. You got that. Oh. I got something for my puppies. Oh yeah! <laughs> Don't leave home without them. <laughs> That's right. This is part of being a responsible dog owner in in our community. This this is what makes for happy neighbors. Yes, you know, like like this is the reason that I can walk my dog in the neighborhood without somebody pulling a shotgun out. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. it gets real. <laughs> yeah, but like 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 this this is what makes this you know possible. You know, mm. you know, like, like, <laughs> there you go. Because we don't leave our crap where it doesn't belong. Yeah. Right? And you know what makes this possible right here? Two That's right. Food. That's power right. The, power of the mastermind. So yeah, you, you got you to gotta have the money. <laughs> money's, <laughs> money's got to be working. Hey, so you know what? We're going to have the mindful, meditative money moment. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Gotta have that will, that. That will be now in Thought Leader Academy. <laughs> All right. There we go. You know, the and, coin and, of the realm, you know. And, and here's the cool thing about it. This one's really hard to find because they have like, uh, do you see, see where it's at? It's, it's nines on the front and back. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. And here's another go. one. Same thing. Nines on the front. So you and hunt back. for the money with the nines on it. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it that, i gotta pull that, out my nipple <laughs> that gives you the awareness so you know what this is it looks like something off of star trek bro what is that no this isn't off star trek this is a tuner 
Oh, for your guitar? Well, it's a good, it, it tells you what the tune is. So right now we see that I'm speaking a lot of A, B, C, D. But if you go, Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Ti, Do. What? <laughs> I've never seen that before. That's a, it's a guitar tuner, you know, it's a, well, it tunes anything with it, but it tells you what frequency there is that this thing's hearing. You, you know, just sung so. that and then it went straight to that. Well, it, it's going to be where you're talking, you know, like my wow. normal voice. B, C range, you know, D range, you know, C, D, E, you know, but wow. you go high and it's different. You know. <laughs> that is amazing. I've never seen back in the day when my dad used to do it, when he used to do it. He, uh, did, he had the ear. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I, I'm not that good. So I use, <laughs> I rely on technology. I buy cart. I bought a guitar oh. with a tuner in it so well, I can actually tune it. it I don't know. That's and the thing was about when he when he was going professional, he would stay just tuning that one string for like hours, making sure that it was perfect. I mean, that's that's the kind of mind. He used to write music and all that stuff. I have to, I guess, I guess I have that in me. You know, he he wrote. And I'm a writer, you know, I do a lot of other stuff, as you know, but it's just like, it, it's something about really getting it in your DNA. And, and, that, and, and that's what I was getting back into the other side of the data, because I didn't have it. I, I, I knew that if I had, I had the drive, I had the desire, I had the determination. I'm not a, not a slacker. I'm just like, yo, I do slack, but I'm not a slacker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, you know, because again, that's what these tools were meant for. But if I'm not even aware of them, you know, like when I used to go on SEPTA, you know, the buses, like we used to go to 69th Street. There's a lot of stuff I used to do just to move around. And I was looking for that information when I was on the, on the subway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or on the bus. I'm like, I'll just give it out. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, because everybody needs to be put up on game. I think everybody can do this. I think, I, I, and that's what I firmly believe because I've done it. You know, the problem is that it's just, it's no different than when I was in a car game. And they make finance and insurance so hard in that game. I'm like, you're a high paid clerk. Like, let's, let's be clear about this. I don't care. You can say whatever you want. They can say no at any point in time. You're selling air. So good luck on that. <laughs> you need my skills to be able to, 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 to get it done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and that's what I did for years, but I didn't get a shot. That was my point. I didn't get a shot. Um, even, even when I got to that point selling cars, I literally got out of the car business, became a loan officer for like two years, and it was on 70% commission. So I ate what I killed, you know, just to learn it and then get back into the game. And that's when I crushed it. Ah, because then you understood the pain points that people were having. You know, Ooh. you could alleviate the pain and alleviating pain made you more valuable. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, if I can do it for a house, I know I can do it for this. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know. You know that's a really key point, you know, is when you alleviate the pain for somebody, they're willing to pay you for that. So think about that. So folks out there listening to us, you have value for people where you can stop their pain, where you can do something that's going to be for them that's less painful than what they already have. You can position yourself in a way as the, the pain reliever and people will buy that. You know, like when people aren't going to feel the pain that they're feeling, you're going to be able to, if you can cohesively, clearly explain that, how you will get rid of the pain that they will have or the perception of a future pain, 
then they're going to be more than happy to part with their dollars to uh, to save the pain you know so provided that they can actually do it now we have to add that yeah, little caveat yeah. to it because yeah. that's the problem with the current marketing oh if it's all promise if it's all promise and no delivery then like you said you're selling air and you're you're not being an ethical dealer you know like you're not ethical if you promise and you don't deliver then um your brand will suffer yep and it will suffer irreparably you know in this day and age if your brand suffers it stays suffered for a long time it doesn't recover you know for a long time you have to do a lot of right to counteract a little bit of wrong so don't do the little bit of wrong in the first place just find the right path you know if you're truly helping people out of their pain zone people pay for that they'll pay big time for that yeah and i and i and i want to be super clear on that i'm not saying specifically any dealers and when i say sell air what i mean by yeah when i say dealer it doesn't mean auto dealer it just means it means somebody with a product to sell you know they have a deal to offer that is a dealer boom you just broke right. it you just broke it right there that's what i'm saying Everybody, yeah. everybody's a dealer like what are you dealing what are you what yeah, are you really yeah. you're a dealer you market your services or your products you are a dealer of you know some some form you know some form of value for others it could be information it could be physical things it could be you know, it could be even future air, you know, it could be future promises, you know, uh, insurance is a promissory note for a future event that didn't happen, but you're selling it, you know, you're selling the fact that they believe you enough that you would cover what you say you're going to cover. You know, if you're selling insurance, you better have a pretty good brand. Otherwise, you know, if they hear if just one person didn't get what they were supposed to get when they were insured by you, then you're not going to be selling a lot of insurance, you know, like you better deliver what you said you would, or your brand will suffer, you know, like nobody's going to insure from the, I didn't get paid by these guys when the event happened guy, you know, no, it's going to be all promises. It's going to be like, yeah, they came through when they promised they did what they said they do. You know, I'm still with my insurance company, 25 years later, 30 years later, because every time something happened, they stepped up and they took care of it the way they promised they'd take care of it, you know? So I'm still in the farm, you know? Yeah. Like I that's why you're so dope. I love you. So I did much. not leave the farm because the farm, <laughs> you know, the farm, you know, the, the farm provided the right state when it was needed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I love about our conversation so far, bro? Is, is, is the range of it you know it's it very, goes everywhere doesn't yeah it? the flow is nice though man this is nice dankness that we're doing man so if do if, if you think that we've missed anything so far i think we we put some nuggets out there of gold you know um precious precious light you know like that's um been part of our conversation you know uh you know it's a happy sunday you know, we've been at this for a bit here, an hour and a half. I think it's time we close it. Oh, shoot. <laughs> 90 minutes, a pretty long session. I don't know how many people are going to get to listen to it, but they will get, they will get the gold, you know? Yeah. So I, and, yeah. and we got to save some for the next time, you know, so we'll, we'll, you know, maybe we should close it out and, you know, tell people to be well.
Yeah, yeah. Seriously, be well. Uh, me and Carl are here for you. you yeah, in us, and and I really and I really mean that. You know? Yeah, one thing you know, like, so we had a good conversation. What was most important in the conversation to you? Like, of all the things we talked about, like what, uh, what for you like resonated is like that's probably something people really need to know. You know. Yeah, I I think, and I appreciate that, brother. Thank you for asking me that. For me, it really boils down to the fact that I know that you were listening to understand versus listening to respond. Okay. That was the biggest one. In order for us to have that happen, we had to set a, a, a micro code that we would be able to talk and really have this range of conversation. And we did it very smooth and very organically. Yeah. So definitely. it was very, okay. it was very, it, it wasn't clunky. There were things that I didn't understand at the time, but you, I let, I, I, instead of me just jumping in, mm -hmm. I let you complete your thought and you did, yeah. you did close yeah. it. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense because some people just think differently. So I was practicing my own preaching, which is to have second step back. And I was just like, okay. And it allows me to really see you, if that makes sense. Like, like you're, you're sharing with me the core essence of who you are. And we're able to be vulnerable in front of 8 billion people as a result of it. And we had a really amazing conversation. This is one of the best that we've, in my opinion, have ever had. We've had some conversations. Yeah. But as, as you were learning me and I'm learning you and then we connect and then you show me, you know, what I'm doing right now, you know. So it's, it's that kind of connection that me and you have in all of our conversations that led up to us wanting to do this. And that to me is the biggest takeaway because that's a lot of trust involved with that. Yeah, I. this is the first blog I think I've, like this is the first, yeah, it's definitely the first where it's just been a wide open format, you know, like nothing's off the table, you know, like the, the nothing off the table format was fun. Yeah. You know? like, like it was a good conversation. And we know, said it in a way where we still can stay on the platform we're being mindful of like how we believe it but more importantly when i was saying the other side of the data that to me was giving our brain stretch marks because i had to start thinking about your side of the data i'm like oh no. I, I never thought of it like that way no. until now you thought no. so that was my biggest takeaway from a super high level from the heart your diamond thank you, you, thank flawless. you. I, I really appreciate you yeah. well you're gold in my life man yeah, your gold, like relationship gold. You know, that's uh that 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 you know, when we had the conversation about relationship, like that was the insight for me that I didn't have before. You know, like I, I thought about it, but to me, like you know, talking about you know the trouble zones people get into, a lot of times it's the relationships or the the trouble zone. Like they're not <clears throat> they're not respecting or they're not being respected, you know. Like that's that's the the essence of relationship, you know, is the respect factor for each other and wanting to come together, you know, you having the patience to listen me out, you know, me having the patience to listen you out, you know. And like I think that's why I didn't feel like it was like 90 minutes. I had no idea. Yeah. Time passes. You know, when you're among friends, time passes, you know, you know, and it's like when you're working on something you enjoy, you know, the, the time's over before you realized it, you know, you know, deep. Well, much love, my brother. Yeah, deep love, man. You know, we'll talk to you later. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
God bless you too. And, and yep. kisses and hugs. You know what I mean? Hang with people you care about. Yes. And love the ones you're with. <laughs> Amen. All peace right. God bless you, man. All right. Yeah. Peace, 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 peace. Two plus two, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs>